This is Phil Fondicaro from Return of the Jedi, Garbage Pail Kids, Troll, Ghoulies 2, Land of the Dead, Willow, Bordello of Blood, Blood Dolls, Creeps, Meridian, Phantasm 2, you name it, I've been in it. Now listen, hey, this is our Nightmare Joke Kid podcast. out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that has seen more cycles of america's next top model than it would like to admit my name is greg d i'm jimmy's mcgee and on today's episode our trek through haddonfield comes to a close as we tune in and try to stream 2002's halloween resurrection and whether or not you think flip mo is the best you can listen into our show <laughs> Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your woo-ha, got you all in check hole. <laughs> and if you are out on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and Buster shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, October 29th, if you want your woo-ha shenanigans taken care of uh, indoors, outdoors, or virtually, you just need to head to screenland.com. And on that very Friday, on the 29th, our latest Friday Night Fright. I cannot wait. I haven't seen this movie since uh, our triple feature, our first Nerdoween. So I haven't seen this movie in seven years. It capped off our very first Nerdoween horror movie marathon. And I fucking love it to death. A movie that I think is gaining traction. In fact, I was actually at Horror Roulette. Uh, Adam was up there hosting it, and he got, he shouted out the Friday Night Fright, and he was like, he had just watched it for the first time as well, and he was very upset at all of us for not telling him how great it is. Hopefully, we're going to see you guys out for Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. We're going to be a bunch of ho-dunk, po-dunk, well, then there, motherfuckers. It's going to be <laughs> great. This is a genre movie through and through, made with genre actors, with the genre spirit in mind, with genre directors in a campy, fun way. This is probably one of the most overall fun, non-straight horror comedy movies of all time. Totally agree. Directed by Ernest Dickerson. So right off the bat, it's like, oh my God, wait, that's the guy that shot freaking Do the Right Thing, but he's such a horror nerd. Yeah. He loves the genre. Making a great one. Yeah, and uh, Dick Miller is mm -hmm. in this movie. Again. CCH Pounder's in this. Yeah. Lowell is in this. Lowell. Just, Fucking Lowell just killing the show. And of yeah. course. Roger Rabbit is in it. Charles Fleischer. Cool dude. Billy Zane stealing oh. the movie. Jada yep. Pinkett Smith. Mm -hmm. And of course, William, William Sadler. Sadler. I mean, it is just a laundry list right? of great character <laughs> actors. So much fun squeezed into, as you said, almost a perfect little horror comedy. Yeah. So come on out and check that out. Now, next Friday, our Friday Night Fright, we're going more horror-adjacent. But or, still terrifying. Or would you just call this no, a horror No, I would movie? call this a horror procedural. Oh, okay. And it's been quite a while since I've seen it, uh, but I know that David Fincher's Seven is definitely going to bring some people out. We're going to have our own unboxing video. <laughs> That's Save it for the intro, my friends. Save it for that Friday. Uh, I legitimately love this film. Uh, it's just one of those that once you get into it, it just sucks you in. The performances are phenomenal and has some genuinely terrifying moments in it yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, speaking of like the save it for the intro, I want to like first I'll probably never hear it, but the intro we got the last Friday Night Frights. Oh, was fucking rad! Absolutely, and that thank you so much, Adam. That and Adam Green, that was spectacular. So last Friday, uh, you know what? We'll we'll wait till we we'll give our little Patreon pallies. Pally we'll shout wait out. Pally, we'll wait oh, the I can't even wait till that point now. To yeah. get, you got me all excited. But then the um, other repertory screenings that are be going on the weekend of the 29th, new films through and through. Uh, you still can check out Halloween Kills, mm -hmm. one of the more divisive uh, new horror films we've had here recently. Yeah. 
And then the debut of Edgar Wright's latest, and I'm so excited for this. Ooh, I want to see this. Last Night in Soho. Yeah, I, I want to see this. This movie looks rad. Plus, plus it's got Thomason in it. It's got fucking uh, um, oh, yeah. Anna Taylor-Joy, and she's quickly becoming one of my favorite genre actresses. She's putting together quite a list of films yeah. that she, and she's almost always the standout performer. Mm-hmm, that one person you remember. Now, if you're not ready to go indoors, outdoors, and it's actually going to be the last uh, grouping of films playing outdoors in the back, and what two films they are, on Friday night, on the 29th, I might come out a little early for this, because you can never go wrong with a film from 1996, a film that I saw in the theater, you saw in the theater, I have been chasing the fear dragon of that film for so long, Uh, come on out for Wes Craven's Scream. Ooh. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the projector uh-huh. where I saw I remember where I saw it. It was at the AMC at Ward Parkway. But I distinctly remember in the intro scene when he first does the little turnaround. Mm-hmm. In HD now, 4K, you totally see the outline of Ghostface. But that first time I saw it. Back in the day with the... On with the, the projector, mm-hmm. 35, it was very much... It was so much darker that I didn't see the outline. So when that initial appearance and turnaround happened... I squealed, it terrified me, and again, I've been chasing that level of fear. Almost matched it at Blair Witch Project in 99, but oh my God, so good. See, that's something to say about like the new 4K and remasters and all that. While, yes, that's good for some, sometimes it really takes away from the magic from the movies. You, you know, sometimes you need that little fog to hide the smoke and mirrors. You need the grain, because yeah. that will cover up things. It gives it more character and charm. Um, they said, do not, do not buy Flash Gordon on 4K. Oh, <laughs> They say that damn near ruins the movie. I bet you can see zippers and shit. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that you see the boar worms. Oh, in that no, one. oh no, oh no. Yeah, uh, a real flash. <laughs> no, no, it's totally agreed. There are some films. It's launched a thousand fetishes. But then on Saturday, a movie that is in your Halloween rotation, and I might have to come out for it as well Michael Doherty's Trick or Treat. I have to watch it every year. Right? I have to watch it every have year. Have you watched it yet? No. No, as of this recording, I have not watched it yet, but it's going to be played this weekend. It'll be this weekend, it's right? It's going to be this weekend. Whether it's going to be Saturday or Sunday, it's going to be this weekend. It's It it's deserves to be taken in. Mm-hmm. Wonderful anthology, fantastic performances, and has Ermin, Thurman Merman. Exactly, getting a fucking poison candy. Oh my God, that movie's so and mean. And that school bus is scary as fuck. That's and it's a kind of a sneaky anthology the way it plays as well, which is what I really mm-hmm. like. Oh no, that whole segment is terrifying. Yeah, it is. Just, oh, so terrifying. Stephen King approved. <laughs> now, if you're not in the Kansas City area and you would like to support Screenland, well, you can do that from afar. Uh, you can go to ScreenlandOnline.com where they have a number of films that you can rent. Or if you would like to get even closer. Uh, you can become a member of their film family by heading to patreon.com slash screenland, where amongst the many things they offer, uh, the Screenland podcast, they have a number of watch parties of which we participate in. And in fact, our latest little shutter shout out is going to be happening on October 30th. And genius, what are we doing? We are having a Halloween hayseed nanny. We're going to have a bunch of yokel exploitation. It's going to be a blast. We're going, we're getting. Uh, rural and scary. Yes, we are. Uh, two films that are streaming currently on Shutter. The first one we are going to be taking in is, and I'll just say it right now, I thought I had seen it. So technically it's an I've seen that. Children of the Corn from 1982, I believe, yeah. 83. 82, 83. He's displeased with you, Malachi. That's just it. I remember the Malachi. Uh, but also remember the Courtney Gaines. Of oh, course. Come for the Malachi stay for the Courtney. Well, then we are following that up with a film that we both just experienced this year. A great Brad Fidel score, a film that has some of the craziest opening and closing kills going just before dawn. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness gracious. Just recently added to Shudder, so that's yes. a great reason to check it out absolutely and what's funny is the fact that it just released already on the twitterverse there are people going whoa 
Why have the same reaction we right? had? Like, how did we miss this one? Now, of course, those are streaming via Shutter, but by joining the Patreon film family, you will have exclusive access to some content that we put together, where we basically give you the uh, the Nightmare uh, the home Junk game. Absolutely, uh, the customized uh, pre-show, introduction, trailer reels, and post-film discussion. Yakety smack! You know, with the Halloween hayseed hoot nanny, it's going to get. A little crazy. The, we've got some stuff to talk about, most definitely. Now, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash screenland for that, but genius, I'm talking Patreon and film family. Hey, bellies. We also have our own little film family gathering at Patreon. And really quickly here, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to film family members Diana and Dustin mm-hmm. that were at, and Lauren, that were at our last Friday Night Fright, which was Adam Green's Hatchet. It was a fucking blast. Anytime I get a chance to watch a fucking Adam Green movie in the theater, especially Hatchet, I'm going to fucking take it. And that was my first time seeing it on the big screen. Oh, and man. The last time I saw it on the big screen was the triple feature when part three came out. Where, 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 which theater was that? It was in two. It was in two? Mm-hmm. We were lucky enough to be in theater one for this one. Oh, it was glorious. And there were a couple of folks that were seeing it for the first time. And when the 50% moment, of the audience actually. And when that moment happens with the head rip, you, you heard cheers. Oh, you heard it, cheers. It was glorious. But the most glorious thing was, thankfully, because of uh, you know the relationship that Adam Green has with Screenland, he was nice enough to record a custom. Speaking of customize, an intro for the film, which number one was hysterical. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> It was a very, you don't want to say hard on. I don't want to say we were hard on Adam or anything like that. Or no. Adam was hard on us. Yeah, we got a little bit of uh, roasted. And it was a, became a little bit, of course, wonderfully filthy. Oh, but, my God. But the great thing is it opened it up with a shot of Arwen. Like, just smiley, happy face right in the camera. And, and I everyone. went, oh! Everyone. And the best part was, that, like, everyone immediately recognized Arwen. And I told no one except for you that this was going to happen. So I know Lauren was super excited. I know uh, Alan was super excited because there are a few Crypt Keeper members there, myself included, that are uh, part of the Movie Crypt film family on Patreon. And Alan, uh, he had actually driven out, I think, four hours. Wow. But he was able to make it a double feature. He caught the movie Lamb beforehand. Doodly, 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 do. So I can only imagine a Lamb Hatchet double feature. So totally. Oh my God. Just so totally different. But the genuine giddiness from everyone, because again, Adam legitimately loves Screenland. He loves Panic Fest. And we love having him there. Yeah. So the fact that he was kind enough to put together an intro that had to be edited, because there were, it was like you had. Little edits and the there little was music. Pop, 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 pop. That made me laugh out loud. I, I mean, knew of all people that would appreciate that, right? The Her Tijuana, in the yeah. Tijuana brass, right? A little bit of Spanish fleet. Fuck yeah! <laughs> so, Adam, thank you so much. That for was that. a wonderful, wonderful thing you did. Thank it, you again. It was, it was. But guess what? We got a new member of the film family, Genius. Oh, a new new pally. A new pally, and it's someone that we're familiar with because he's at Screenland quite a bit. He's made it to a number of Friday Night Frights. In fact, I, I constantly see him just in and out of going from genre film to genre film. So real quick shout out, JT, thank you so much for joining us. You are fucking rad, man. Well, and again, we see him quite a bit out there, and he's a big um, big sports fan as well. So, you know, there is that. And mm-hmm. That's a good thing, technically, but we have to, you know, share him occasionally. Uh, but I asked what movies he would be watching here for the Halloween weekend. Ooh. He was, well, he was like, well, duh, Halloween. And I was like, oh, that's fair, that's fair. Right, right, right. But also the old school uh, Todd Browning's Dracula. Oh, blah. Oh, did you see that uh, they just played that one yes. at the Aztec Theater? Yes. They just opened the theater the first time in, what, 87 years or some that shit they like played, that? they played, yes, yeah. which I thought was super rad. And it sold out immediately, too, which made me feel really good that yeah. there is still a good draw in an audience like that. So maybe, JT, maybe you were there. I'm not sure. Uh, but then, of course, uh, he was just like, you know, just good Halloween flicks, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but thank you, man, so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. Now, what's good is at his level... He can have access to our recently released 
Halloween Kills episode. Where Reason we... will prevail. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, our recent commentary of Halloween 2018. Uh-huh. Have to make that distinction now. On top of uh, the Shutter shout-out content. Now, if you would like us to wax your car and uh, join our little film family and get access to that content and so much more, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead where we indeed have every tier from a squiddly diddly to another time. Another place. This has been a good fun month. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of fun revisiting some of these Halloween films that, well, some of them I we watched pretty much yearly. Right, it's Halloween. But we just haven't done an episode proper for them. Uh, going back to The Return of Michael Myers, mm -hmm. to Halloween H2O, to unleashing the Halloween 2 commentary upon everyone. <laughs> the old school one we did. Yes. Bring me a dream. Bum, 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 bum. I always liked that one. Lo legitimately love Halloween 2. Uh, it's one of those, the more I watch it, the more it just kind of settles in there. Of course, and it has the Ben Tramer incident, mm -hmm. which <laughs> in and of itself. Talking about that. Oh, my God. Uh, you can't. It's almost like a conversation about Michael Myers or Halloween in general. Somehow morphs like six degrees of Dr. Loomis. It turns back into Ben Tramer somehow. It always does. I think we're also traumatized 40 years later. Well, whether he is technically a Reddit troll or not, we do need justice for Tramer. <laughs> and thankfully, we're not the only ones. There are more, there's a rising, rising <laughs> contingent out there of people that I think legitimately, and that's when you know you found your tribe. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to the Ben Tramer folks. It's And that's why... He does get a name drop in Halloween Kills. I don't think we talked about that because we, we reason prevailed that episode. <laughs> and we like to mention that, you know, we're, we like to try to be a podcast of positivity. You know, every movie that you see on the main feed that we're talking about, one or both of us genuinely love. Mm -hmm. I mention that because I think we might be stretching a little. With this particular title? Yeah, we're going to show it some love, but also, like like I say on Media Rewind, I got some beefs. You got some beefs, and we're going to laugh We're gonna laugh with, not at. No, no, absolutely. We ain't going to be punching down. But not at all. Because we are a positive podcast, and we're positively still going to have fun. Because at the end of the day, <coughs> I was entertained with this movie. I wanted like to see Michael Myers fuck shit up, and even though it's not my favorite Halloween movie, I still, this is better than... Not having a Halloween movie. Were you danger-tained? I was danger-tained. Well, let's talk a little <laughs> my, about... My, 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 my appetite was busted. Oh, God. 2002's Halloween Resurrection, a movie that, you know, we know Halloween kills is divisive. This is not necessarily a divisive Halloween film. No. I think... In fact, I guarantee out there, someone out there... This is somebody's absolute favorite Halloween film, but at the same time, they're probably in the minority. I think it's safe to say that. Yeah. And I do want to broach that because I have a genuine soft spot for this film. Number one, um, it was the only the second Halloween film I had ever seen in the theater. Mm -hmm. uh, Halloween H2O being my first. And this being a direct sequel to H2O, I was pretty psyched for it. I'm not going to lie. Right. But I think the issue was we had so many years in between yeah. the follow-up to H2O. Because H2O came out in 1998. Able to celebrate then, that would have been the 30th anniversary. No, the 20th anniversary. Right. Math is not right. good on this one. <laughs> it's, in even, it's in there in the title, dude. <laughs> I was thinking water. <laughs> Halloween water. Yeah. But then we had to Ew. only wait four, four years for a follow-up. But that's... Kind of long uh, when it for comes sequelitis. to especially a horror sequel that did pretty well at the box office. Because how many years was between uh, four and five? It was like one, oh, one. Yeah, same thing. Like, look what they do now with Saw. Remember, yep. they used to even have a slogan: "It's Halloween time. That means it's time for a Saw movie." So, like, yeah, okay. Which, well, and I mean, technically, though, the way H two O ends, we didn't expect a sequel. Mm -mm. She chopped the head off of the shape, right? Or so we were told. As we see, as we see in the opening of this previously on H2O. <laughs> and this is why, number one, I know why a lot of people have beef with the movie. For retconning the ending of H2O. Because the ending was rad. Whatever yep. you thought about uh, H2O, like again, it's not my favorite Halloween movie. I think they should have focused more on uh, 
Jamie Lee versus Michael as opposed to the Hartnett Chronicles, but I'm fine with it. Right? Certainly, certainly. It was a great way to end it off. It, this one seemed almost unnecessary. This would have been better if it was anything but, even if it was like a new slasher or maybe even Friday the 13th. And I'm not going to like this. I'm not going back to the Halloween kills argument where like, this should have been a Friday the 13th movie. You right. know? But at the same time, this took away from the lore as opposed to adding more to the lore. It it. it didn't enhance the story at all. It just kind of brought it to a stop to the point where the next one was one of the remakes. Yeah. Well, it's it's important to look at the fact that in the year 2002, horror was kind of having kind of a little bit of a rough patch. You know, you have to think about how we're only a year removed from 9-11, which had an imprint on horror films. Oh, you know, absolutely. That's when you started seeing more of the torture porn. Uh, or, and I don't like the word torture porn or that phrase, but I mean, you saw more of that arising. But in 2003, that's when you got the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which really launched all the remakes. Mm-hmm. And because of the issues in this film, rather than continuing the story of, you know, uh, Freddy and Buster Rhymes and all those cats, they decided, no, we're going to course correct and do the remake. But Mustafa Akkad. Michael Myers was his baby. So you know at the end of pretty much any movie. He's got to be alive. I mean, I think that was a clause in the contract. There's got to be a possibility he's alive. To always have that opportunity to continue the story. Mm -hmm. And the question at that point, like you said, is does the story need to be continued? That story, no. I mean, like, as much as I like the new iteration of Halloween now, I think it's because it's like a new refresh. Sure. I mean, and as much beef as I have with uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, it's still a new refresh. It's not necessarily trying to undo the impossible like this one did. Like, oh, Michael Myers decided to play Hitman all of a sudden and play Dress Up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not like he has done... The, it's not like it's not out of character because, of course, if he's out of in a robe, he's going to steal a fucking trucker's jumpers. Of course. But at the same time, it's like he's never done that to like evade the law. Right. So that's what it's like, okay. I'm like, um, uh-huh. um that's a little clever switcheroo. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll allow it, you know, but I'm don't I'm not happy about it. You and know, it's one of begrudgingly okay. And there was a lot of that in this movie where I was like, okay, you know, just like you're 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 trying. And I mean like it, <laughs> I don't mean to sound like it's down, but again, there was there was some things I dug about this because one, it it tried. I mean, it, it really did try to do something new and it almost tied an onion to the belt because it was totally of the style of the time. Oh my like, goodness. Like, let's do something new. What do we do? Found footage. Absolutely. You know, let's do that. While I think it was a good try because a found footage slasher sounds fucking dope if done right. Have they tried that? Because again, I'm sh- I'm sure it exists. The closest thing to that is that fa- uh, fan films of the Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, oh and yeah, yeah. Slit. Never hike in the woods. Right. So I think they were onto something. Yeah. The idea, the spark was there. Just I think the budgetary limits and Certainly. of course uh, again the the onion to the bell, the style of the times, just kind of made it. Hey, let's make it found footage and let's let's see what's going on. And so I got to give it kudos for trying something new and, and, and of course, obeying the law of, of the time it's in. But at the same time, yes. God damn, did it follow the rules on that. This movie feels so dated. You can go back to 1978 and it still feels kind of, it feels 70s. Sure. But it still plays well today without like being extremely dated. I don't know from Youngster's point of view. Certainly. But even from Youngster's point of view, this is still going to, this one, Fucking resurrection is gonna feel dated as fuck. We're gonna be bigger than the Osborns. That stuck out. And again, that's okay. Two thousand and two. What are the kids into? Right? Reality TV. <laughs> I like Dangertainment though. The whole aspect of it is is really cool. And the fact that if they could have pulled it off, it would. It's fascinating story. Let's put some kids in a haunted house in the Michael Myers abode and see what happens. Fuck, I was tempted to sign up there. Like the same time when we were watching Death Race two thousand and the the, the the new one. Fuck yeah, I'll, I'll watch that all day. I'll watch some kids get fucking slaughtered on live TV via webcam. Well, Danger Tain. 
entertainment was almost like a precursor to like some of the true crime podcasts and everything right? that existed because that much like our true crime podcasters in the updated one in Halloween calling upon the memory of Michael Myers and mm-hmm. and but this is almost like fear factor. Oh, like like you it, got well again there's it's not because just, it's, you win money. Oh yeah, well it's oh my god. Now do you think then, do you have like a dead dog eating thing? Because you've got to mimic the stuff that Michael, you know, the right. shape would do. do you have- See, you can burst through the closet the first. Like there's a whole bunch of closet doors. Weaving through um, uh, the like laundry that's hanging out there. You got to like uh, see if you can stick a dummy to the wall with, and see if it'll stay. If it'll stay. Feats of strength. Right. I like that. Mm-hmm. See, see, I think Dangertainment could have gone that way. America's Next Top, top, top Shape. S- Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks in this movie. What are the kids into? They like the Tyra Banks and they like the hip hop. All right. Is there anybody in hip hop or Tyra Banks available? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Let me just say, I like Buster Rhymes in this movie. I like Buster Rhymes. I like him in this movie, though. I don't think he's bad as Freddy. I think he's an awful actor in this movie, but at the same time, he's charming enough to make it work. I know it's Buster Rhymes, and I know I'm still getting good stuff because I like Buster Rhymes. Yeah. And again, even if I didn't like Buster Rhymes, he he's not going to win any Oscars, but he pulls it off enough to make it work. He understands he's in the like eighth Halloween film. And he understands he's stunt casting, but at the same time, he's going to make it work. Oh. I think he's trying harder than like Julio at the time. No, wait a minute. Coolio was in. He's been in tons of shit. That would have been like Daredevil. Sci-fi. I think yeah. that was the stunt casting. Well, but again, precedence has been set that they will inc- incorporate the, the the cooler popular culture now with mm-hmm. LL Cool J and H two O. So, I mean, I'm not shocked by it. And like I said, and Tyra Banks was hot too at the time. She was just coming off, of, I think, Coyote Ugly. Yep, and she was a bit player in that. Mm-hmm. Technically, kind of a bit player in this one as well. Yeah. And unfortunately, but this is, again, this is another reason that people have beef with this movie. Because she's stunt casting. But I think, again, she knows she's going to die. She knows she's stunt casting in a slasher film. Well, shit. They had stunt casting in the original Halloween. With With Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Pleasance. So, again, yeah, it's not uh, something that's not been established that the Halloween franchise will do. It didn't take me out. No. It didn't take me out at all. In fact, it made it a little bit more fun to know that Buster Rhymes is around the corner being charming as fuck. Um, here's his outer monologue (laughs) I'm all for it I'm all for it (laughs) I think the elephant in the room that we're not talking about is the beginning of the movie Jesus Christ all the goodwill built up with H2O it had potential too that's the thing it's like it's kind of an interesting ploy okay they think she's crazy I didn't like that, but when I found out that, okay, she's spitting him out and like. Right, you know, little dolly hiding and all and that. She's setting up traps, waiting for him again. I'm like, all right, I can roll with this. I can roll with this. But to know that she's been a survivor for 40 plus years, at that time, 25 plus years, to do something that fucking stupid and then pay for it. And although the line, I'll see you in hell, was kind of cool, especially with this, but not under the circumstances. Right. Because he's still doing his fucking one arm pull up shit. And he does it again like we three see it fucking again. times in this movie. It's like, it's like, okay, the kids liked it in the first, first time. Let's do it three more times. It's like the kids didn't like it the first time. Here's my problem, though. He's, he's just strictly right handed. So I'm right. thinking, again, he's only hitting the glamour muscles when he's working out. I'm not sure about his core. Mm-mm, never. He's, that's why he walks slow. No day's leg day. You're right. It's it's insulting to Jamie Lee Curtis, it to is. the character of Laurie Strode. To everything, because this, up for all intents and purposes, is still canon from yeah, the original. It was original. at the time, yep. So it's like, no, to do, to do like that, that's terrible. Even, it's, it's worse than Alice in Friday. Part two. You know, and even Nancy's death made sense in uh, in Nightmare 3, but this one just felt dumb and mean. Well, I think also it was part of the contract that they had put together at the time, so I understand how it has to happen, but you would think, and again, we've talked about our love of Halloween 2 from 1981, directed by Rick Rosenthal. Again, Rick Rosenthal, what who hurt you? Who hurt you, Rick Rosenthal? That's when I remember going into this film, when I realized he was the one directing it, I felt in better hands. I was like, okay, well, they did Steve Miner with H2O, mm-hmm. proven, you know, horror director. It worked. 
this is a guy that, you know, helmed one of the, you know, better sequels. Mm -hmm. And do you think because of the studio being at Miramax, do you think, um, or I should say Dimension Films. Yeah, it was Dimension. But it was... It was, but the, but no, it was was hard, it Dimension? Weinstein no, was one of the producers. It was Weinstein was yeah. one of the producers because there's a scene in this movie where we're like, God damn, yes, he was one of the producers Yo, of this movie. It oh, it reeks shit. of of his handiwork. Of just creepiness. But do you think maybe it was studio interference? Do you, what what happened? I think it's a bit of studio interference, and I think Rick Rosenthal was trying something new. Sure, you know what I'm saying outside I of think, his comfort zone. Do you think? Right, I think he was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to take the Halloween franchise in new weird places, right? But I don't think it quite worked because of you have studio interference and you are trying something new. When you have too many cooks in the kitchen, when you're yeah. fucking winging the recipe, it's going to fucking be a disaster. And I'm not saying this movie was a disaster by any means. Again. But I'm saying, like, there's plot, not plot-wise, but... On the Pantheon. Sure. And again, if you dig it, I feel bad for like, I, I don't think we're knocking down on it, but at the same time, this movie, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't for me. I felt bad. Not like, I wanted to like this more because like, okay, let me give this time. Because the last time I saw it was in the theater. Exactly. So and I'm I felt the same fucking way in the theater, right? Not that I've been avoiding this like the plague, but I think the last, like I said, either the last time or maybe like five years later, but it's been fucking a minute. It's been a while. And I wanted to like it, to give it a second chance. And like, because again, oh, Rick Rosenthal, I fucking love to, yep. right? Yep. It just, you start um, off with uh, the rough patch with the killing of Laurie Strode, and then you've got the uh, the introduction of the serial killer that knows the stats or the 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 the, in, the that prisoner. That was my kind of almost favorite part. That made almost more sense to me because you know obviously something's wrong with him and he's a danger to himself and other others. Right. But that's his thing. He just knows all the. But but I kind of like it's Michael Myers reading the stats and I'm like, this almost seems like. And now coming up to bat, Michael Myers. I'm not saying his rookie card put me through college, but I'm telling you. Oh, doctor! What a great Halloween we have today. <laughs> I, do they not have like horror baseball cards with like stats of mm -hmm. the kills and shit like that? Yeah. Do they? Yeah, they do. Okay, they do. Yeah, okay. they do. They even have one with like real serial killers. Oh, ooh. Yeah. Poor taste. I got an Ed Gein rookie card. Oh, I got a Ted Bundy all star card. That'd yeah. be the Zodiac all star Sadly, card. Sadly, I have multiple Bob Berdellas I can't get rid of. So <laughs> if you need one in your, in your rotation, <laughs> let me know. I'll give you uh, I'll give you three BTKs for your Manson. What are you crazy? Ah, uh, right, maybe. Right. <laughs> no, I I agree. I agree. We will find some good stuff to talk about this. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, but it's just kind of <laughs> another thing. Another thing that got me about this was the unnecessary slow mo. Did you notice that? There was a lot of unnecessary slow mo shots, and I don't know if this was again the style of the times, but. It just seemed like a lot for padding, or I don't. Well, know, and it's—I mean, it ran over. It was like ninety-four minutes, so it didn't like unlike H two O that runs like eighty-five. It kind of played it out, so I don't think it was that necessarily. No, I when I'm looking at two thousand and two horror movies here because I do want to talk about the style at the time. Let's look here. We have Queen of the Damned, mm -hmm. Cabin Fever. The Ring, the Carrie made-for-TV movie, 28 Days Later, Signs, Dark Water, Resident Evil, May came out. What year did this come out? 2002. I would have said it would have been 95, 96. That's just it. That's this why feels I, 90s. Well, from the cast to the soundtrack, um, all of it, but... Again, even to the plot. I mean, because like again, this is two thousand and one. We've had like Survivor because there's Survivor re references in this. Movie They're going to vote you off the island for a while now. Yeah. So again, this made it even more dated and stuff. Well, I then felt even like back in high school, looking at some of those movies, this film does stand out because number one, it's one of the few films from the franchises that is still extending mm -hmm. this far into it. Because at this point, Friday the Thirteenth is long gone. Stopped. Nightmare on Elm Street. Would that's yeah, that's done because until New Nightmare, New Nightmare came out um previously in like '94, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's the only one that's still hanging on at this point. So, it seems like an outlier, but it also feels 
more dated. I don't even want to say this uh, onion to the belt anymore because it feels like it's 10 years too late. Well, it's the re- and that's the thing. When you reference stuff that is pop culture popular at the time, you're only going to date yourself. But even with the style, with the fast cuts and the like, dun, 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 music jump scares like that, though, the like, it almost sounded very Friday the 13th. Yeah. And like, but again, there was, I saw what they were trying to go for. It just kind of like, do you feel like maybe if this had gotten it sh- this should have like deserved like the participation trophy at this point from the Halloween franchise? Right. <laughs> because well, let's go into because even in two thousand and two, although the one kill I really did enjoy the first person uh, Michael Myers camera kill, the peeping Tom homage. I thought that was a very slick kill when he kills the cameraman with his own tripod. Well, let me ask you this, and I'm not big on camera work or camera, you know, accessories or anything, but Up, Scott, scary. Down shot, scary. Normal shot, boring. But the pointy end is that a legit thing? I don't think so. I don't know much about cameras, That's but just it. unless they're trying to stake it to the ground or something, Right, but for wouldn't you want your camera more fluid? I think I, I don't so. Know. For uh, cinematographers, director of photography, let us know. Out there. Is that a real? Is that a real thing? A real possibility? Probably no. It's probably along the same lines of like, come on, guys, that's stupid. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. I enjoyed the shot though, and then the fact that he finally got the shot. The shot. Yeah, like oh, that's a great angle. That's again accident there. No, I. A Peeping Tom homage I like because Peeping Tom is one of the precursors to your slashers, so I like that. Now, the kill that I actually enjoyed, and it was because of the kind of the comeuppance you wanted for the character, uh, in this case, Thomas Ian Nichols, uh, probably best known as one of the cats from American Pie, Mm -hmm. playing pretty much the Weinstein surrogate. (laughs) Yeah. He is deplorable. He is nasty. He is just this horned up just grabby, touchy, nasty dude that, of co- and again, your better horror films are going to craft characters that you're rooting for. Mm-hmm. Your standard horror films are going to just be fodder and you're rooting for them to die. So in this case, we were like, bring it on. Yeah. yeah. And his death, actually, he got the knife at the top of the head, which I thought worked pretty well. In fact, he actually kind of got Candyman'd initially as well, which, do you say the shape five times or is it Michael Myers? You will, Candyman, Michael Myers, Michael Myers, Michael Myers. You got to get the cadence. Yeah, yeah. Because if you go shape, 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 doesn't sound right. Doesn't sound right. So Michael Myers, Michael Myers. That just stop scary. right there. Just stop yeah. right there. He comes out with his eyebrows, or <laughs> oh, that fucking okay, angered me. There was something wrong with his eyebrows. That mask was. He looked like Mariah Carey. He looked like Mariah Carey or Wendy Williams with those eyebrows. There's that I showed you that picture. Yeah. If oh, you yeah. throw if you make Michael Myers with long hair, plus every now and then when he stood in there, he had long hair. He had like Tina Turner hair and, and, and Wendy Williams eyebrows. And I was like, come the fuck on. Come the fuck on. <laughs> no, I always thought I know I I actually thought the mask itself was okay until you showed me then the picture with the Mariah Carey, and now I cannot get that out of my right? head. I didn't even think the eyebrows were that bad. I think my usual issue with the mask is I, I really don't want to see the eyes. I need to have the blackness there, ideally. But for the most part, I thought the cheekbones weren't that bad. I think it was the eyebrows and the cheekbones. He almost had, like, apple cheeks. You know, he had, like, he had, like Michael Myers had resting bitch face. He had apple cheeks and just, like, arch eyebrows, like, just constant, mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> well, then you had technically a second mask as... We have Freddy. Two Michaels? <laughs> a double pleasures waiting for you. Haddonfield gum. <laughs> At Haddonfield, you. And so we, we established that Haddonfield's a big enough community to have its own fucking university. Well, we established. It's not Haddonfield Community College. We it's had that in the curse, correct? Right. Right, or like even adult education center. It's fucking Haddonfield University. Which shows that Haddonfield itself is growing at this point. You have to, to establish a university in town. Dr. Loomis is the crusty dean. I'm shutting this frat down six times. I'm tired of it. Hearing Dr. Loomis get into someone and talk about, you're on double secret probation. (laughs) I would kill to have a boner jam with Dr. Loomis as the crusty dean. You could actually somehow there's like sex shenanigans and like the, the 
He gets like his balls licked by like either a prostitute or a donkey or something while he's giving a speech, and he's like, "Well, the the, the thing, oh my Duke of New York, you know." And he's over there trying to talk about <laughs> sometimes when you're lay number one, right? And he's just like getting all distracted. Well, we're I think we talked in Night of the Creeps <laughs> that because it has so many weird like genres in it. There's like the boner jam, the college stuff, and all that. <laughs> Why didn't we at, lean more into that? Why didn't we University. stay on? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you could have. You maybe have the shape like you know doing keg stands and shit in between kills. Right. You you could have a cont- Halloween contemplates. He's in a fucking dance off. Or yeah, he's in there like there's montage. Dun, 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 dun. He's in the library studying. Bum. The, the lights go out in the library, and you know how normally they'll turn on the little light? Instead, it's just that, like, Dean Cundy shot of his face appearing. <laughs> his, his Pazuzu face? <laughs> Fucking then it happened to, like, a oh. bunch of times in this movie. Librarian comes down. Shh! He just cocks his head. Cocks head. What? Stab! There were several instances of Pazuzu face. There was in this a one. lot of Pazuzu face. He's like Lady Gaga Pazuzu face. And I was like... <laughs> Because that was even times where I've been pointing out Pazuzu face. And again, never really realized it until watching this next time. And I'm not necessarily saying we watched it with a critical eye. but No, but we were sitting around and it stood fucking out like a sore thumb. And especially all the Halloween that we've seen this month. Like, I've seen the original. I've watched Halloween 2018. Uh, I've watched Halloween 4, and H2O. always Pazuzu face in that in those Halloweens, because that's what the shape does. Every now and then we'll come out and see... But there was a lot of Pazuzu face in this movie. Yeah, and maybe because of the found footage the, that they were incorporating, I think that kind of worked its way in there. I also did enjoy the fact that apparently Michael Myers is not a fan of seven herbs and spices. That kind of, it gave me such a chuckle, but to the point where I was taken out when the, the, the chef was trying to get away from him, and he like, ah, uh, here's some uh, cumin. <sighs> But he doesn't even do it. He almost like sprinkles it. Like a salt Like a dash. Egg. Like he's like, yeah. Like that meme where he's being salty and he's putting on there. But right in Michael Myers' face. And then he's like, oh, that didn't work. Let's try thyme. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. And he's over there throwing in his... That gave me a giggle. I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous. But at the same time, okay, I'll buy it. But I was just... I was waiting for little Mary Sunshine. She's all right with me. Because right after that, right after they're throwing pepper in his face to make him sneeze, they're running around in the hallways and he's chasing after him. This was Scooby-Doo. It was very Scooby-Doo. I could have totally seen them just going back and forth, Mm -hmm. running back and forth. And again... Even through... Throwing, even throwing the, pepper in people's faces. Tell me that's not a Scooby-Doo thing. Yoink. That's if they're getting... Right? Like, even if they're coming into the kitchen. Looking for some Scooby snacks. <laughs> and then they just, like, just run out. That's totally fucking... It was totally Scooby-Doo. Didn't realize you did such a good Scooby-Doo there, my friend. <laughs> Gonna have to add that on your uh, list of voices. <laughs> Well, this is actually the, the chef there, uh, Sean Patrick Thomas from Save the Last Dance. The, the, the cast in this is not bad. Katie Sackhoff, fucking bitch pudding. Way long before she was became Starbuck. And she's great in this film. Mm-hmm. Her character has charisma. She's got that great... She's got the, that just Katie Sackhoff smile. Mm-hmm. She's got the presence. Um, then you've got one of my favorite bits. And because back in 2002... Uh, the character of Donna, I dug. She was the real, the the, the pretentious one, mm-hmm. because I was trying to read philosophy back in the day, which means I would buy it and I'd try to have it, you know, displayed prominently so people would think I'm smart. Was well, she the one that wanted to get down in the catacombs? Yes. <sighs> and she, but she does. She throws out some Sartre. She goes, "Existence precedes essence." And I even back in 2002 was like, "I know that reference." Right. But this time I heard him like. I think I remember that because I'm just getting old and my memory's gone and I'm not well read anymore. She decided to go down in the vaults with me and like I would be a little bit apprehensive because I'm trying to debate whether deal breaker or not because one, it's her and it was cool. But two, that's like they found a hidden underground vault of dead people in the Myers house. I mean, this was like, before they realized that some of it was phony baloney. This right. is still, they have to go into the basement 
and did th- I, I don't know if I'd go into that basement first off even if I was like lured siren song that's what I'm like debating right now like I know I can see it in your eyes too you're like uh kind of calculating I know, right cuz like if it was if it wasn't further down underground cool right I mean if the basement's bad enough when ill shit's going down but a fucking fucking rungeon underneath oh yeah you know what I'm saying I, I yeah that's why I'm like Deal breaker. Deal. I think deal breaker at that point in time. But yeah, it just because it's just going down to another level. And then again, how big are the fucking catacombs under Michael Myers' house? Because it looked like it went into like the industrial area of town. And I know it's not a literal underground railroad, but we kind of joked like I didn't realize Haddonfield, Illinois, was part of the system. Underground railroad. It looked My like a God. it looked like a goddamn subway station. It was incredible. And this was supposed to be under the Myers the house. The Myers house. Like what the fuck? And it turns out that the Myers. So this might be canon, like a precursor to Rob Zombie's. Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween because apparently they like abused and fucking were terrible parents the Myers well I love the idea is to try to find clues to explain why he is the way he is they're basically pulling a fucking what's the Al Capone's vault oh god now road maps do do you think Geraldo Rivera as the host of Dangertainment, do you think that's better than Buster no, Rhymes' that'd variety? be super awful, off-putting, and cheesy. And cheesy, yeah, yeah. That would also date itself a little bit as mm-hmm. well, because then, yeah. Well, fucking Buster Rhymes dates it. It's pretty good, too. But at the same time, yeah. if I had to sit in a room between Geraldo Rivera and Buster Rhymes, it's going to be Buster Rhymes all damn day. Every damn. Well, and it, again... I legitimately think he's good in this movie. I he's, he's I playing him. it to his. I enjoyed him as much shit as they gave. I dug him. Well, in the entire scene, and again, this is another one that I know people have beef with when he dresses down Michael Myers and goes as far as to flick him in the face. Wow! Again, in any other Halloween film, he's shredded, he's diced, he's stuck up on a thing. But in this particular one. Not so much. This is another Scooby-Doo aspect of it. Because, like, he doesn't believe it's like... Again, he's like, I said, you go down to the basement and you wait for me to call you. Don't make me say it again. And then Michael Myers is like... Do you think Michael Myers has ever been addressed that way? So this is like, he's like legit and does not know how to react. Okay. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, you know you're in my house, right? You should at least show a little bit of respect. Shut up! <laughs> Okay. Okay. And he shuffles off. Saddingly so. Defeatedly so. Eyebrows and everything. Like the eyebrows almost curved down a bit. Do you think we could have gotten a John Carpenter version of Christmas time? Dun, dun, dun. Christmas time. <laughs> Christmas time is here. Now, if Buck Flower would sing all the classics, I'm in for that. I am totally in for that. Uh, it was just... So weird to see Michael Myers be yelled at and then him like it just, blindly obey. But I like the fact that we have kind of Chekhov's kung fu in this case. Right. <laughs> and Freddie's insistence on, I can't remember the, the, the actor's name he was talking about. It was like Lee Woo something. But he was just like, I, I got to get back to it. He's a kung fu fan. And I don't know. You could argue we kind of get some Hong Kong, at least Hong Kong um, inspirations and Halloween kills, Uh which worked for me. Uh But having straight up Kung Fu in Halloween, and I guess why wouldn't someone, if they know karate, why wouldn't they use it? it? You're right. I mean, I guess so. It's just like, I don't know. It just kind of came out of nowhere. It's like, and All again, right. Buster Rhymes knows Kung Fu. Cool. Okay. And do you think, again, Michael, for the first time, being approached with kung fu so he has that tell to like what are you doing dude like what is it are you is that that's like- a, that <laughs> another thing that dated it was the whole palm pilot aspect of wow it. a palm pilot right the fact that and that's a major plot point and part of technology. also a, a chat room mm-hmm. at, and this is 2002. A Yahoo, a Yahoo, no, it was an AOL chat room they talked Holy about. Shit. So if you still spend all your time in that AOL chat, err. And I'm like, who in the year 2000? Do you remember your? Do you did you have a uh, scream name? A screen? A scream name? Uh, I was. Yeah, and it's embarrassing. It had like it definitely had 69 in it. So. 
<laughs> Mine's not mad. It's just chasing the train 2000. It was like a jazz reference. Ooh. I think it was like uh, Yorkserero 69 or some weird, goofy shit. It's in character, especially at the time, I'm sure. You know, again, <laughs> yeah. this was 20 years ago. I, in my 20s, I would not want to talk to me in my 20s. Ah. <laughs> uh, so horrible, so horrible. Well, that was that was my one just for chatting. There was business ones, <laughs> and there was school ones. Well, that and, was my just for socials. In two thousand and two, you have to think streaming on the internet took forever. It would you would not be up to date. It would be buffering, buffering. This guy had great internet. Apparently, okay. Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, what the fuck was up with the maid? We are we're, so she's been in a lot of movies after this. She played Blood Rain. That's after Christina Loki. Loki, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. She took over that. She's been in a lot of things, but apparently they knew she needs she to be was center it. frame. Like, yeah, like I don't. She's got. She's a star. And again, it's Weinstein. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. She's gorgeous, but oh. she served no purpose. And, and they had prolonged scenes of her with oh, her yes. saying nothing, and everybody's like, "Oh, hey, it's you. Hey, you look great." Ah, well, I Hi. will. I will say this, as the person at a party that will either retreat to where the food is, the pets are, or technology, I can appreciate the guy going finding, tr- going out of his way to find a computer in the house so he can start streaming his thing. And I check it out. Well, like if I'm at a party, like although that was kind of fucked up, this guy, that couple was getting down, ready to get down for the get down, and then that fucking moose dude was like, "What the fuck was going on?" And like, hey. I'm watching the um, streaming of the Michael Myers yeah. house. You want to see? And the girl's like, yeah, sure, shit, right? It's like, God damn it. Fuck. I'd be kind of pissed. I'd be salty, too. But at the same time, I'd probably watch and enjoy. And especially if I knew, like, hey, the maid's coming. Awesome. The maid's here. The maid's here. The maid. The maid. The, the maid. maid. The maid. <laughs> Did you note the costume that he and his buddy were in? Fucking the Pulp Fiction one? I'm glad they didn't go blackface. Oh, I'm, my he Lord. He could have totally went... Blackface really quick to be Sam Jackson. I was, again, a bullet dodged there. Yeah. They're smart on that aspect. Thank Christ. (laughs) But then he just starts getting more and more people in. And I I actually liked the aspect of him guiding her through the house. Me too. It made sense. Via that. Mm Because that, to me, was kind of the payoff of the found footage, of the streaming live and so forth. Totally worked for me. And I won't lie. I remember being in the theater. And again... Halloween has always had a special place for me. It's been the movie that scared me. It was my intro. But it's always in the back of there unnerved me. So I remember being in the theater. This is embarrassing. I was engrossed at the time. I remember just being like caught up in it, knowing full well this is not a good Halloween movie. But it's still a Halloween movie. It's entertaining. It's not not great. It's one of those. And it's not so bad it's good. It's just it's it kind of is almost so bad it's good. But it's not. It's just an entertaining Halloween film, but and, it's goofy. And some will say the, the worst Halloween film is better than some than other... Some other Halloween... That's a non-Halloween right. film, and I'll agree with that. But at the same time, this movie's just... It's silly and goofy without it knowing it's silly and goofy. Yeah. It's not a comedy, but it, now it is with the whole Scooby-Doo aspects of it, you know? I mean, I was seriously waiting for those young teens to break out in a little Merry Sunshine. Oh, well, and honestly, to demask him and go, Freddy! <laughs> right? Buster Rhymes! And I would have gotten it turned into a Mountain Dew commercial, like when he's Crazy Larry, and I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for Buster Rhymes! Quen cha 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 Actually, Tyra working the like espresso cappuccino machine kind of made me crave for that. Right? Or her little dance. And <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll, I understand because I'll not pay attention to that stuff. And it's always good to see Tyra Banks like it's Tyra? dance, have fun, and like drink coffee. So. And drink coffee. Certain things I didn't know I needed Dang to see her do. But it just made me laugh with the fresh herbs and spices. He's like, a fresh pepper, se juen. You know, I was just waiting for like him to pop up. Him and that girl to put the chef's hat, right? And then speaking of the main girl, the final girl, she had a lot of grunts like Arnold, didn't she? She did. And then like I liked when she's like, oh no. Or she said something like, go. She she was very expressive with her grunts. I thought she was quite good in this film as well. For the for the final girl, survivor girl in this one. Was it Bianca Kil Oh good lord. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation on this, and especially not having my glasses on, it's going to make it even worse. But Bianca Kalish, or Kajish. But she's like, this is for this person, and this is for that person, 
And baby doesn't for- walk. Psh, baby doesn't talk. Psh, right? She's like, this is for this. And then she's like, and this is for, uh-oh. <laughs> Whoa. And then, then like, he gets her. Well, it's, you- again, that's one of those silly moments where it's not meant to be silly, but you're like, <laughs> Well, the silliest part, and I think we can all agree, is the fact that Michael Myers gets electrocuted in the crotch. He does. No! I can swear he was yelling. Because he gets electrocuted in the dick. Mangled dick again by courtesy of Buster Rhymes and AT&T. Just like... (laughs) Death by internet. And technically, that's what ultimately takes him down. Everything catches on fire. The Myers house ostensibly burns down, which... Would have been an interesting place to possibly take the franchise. The Myers house is no longer there. They still have that cavernous-ass Union Station underneath. Which leads me to believe that's how he was able to get around Haddonfield so easily there there in some of those films. That's that's where he learned how to drive. Now, we can thank Adam Green for that one as well. (laughs) But I'd like to think that they could have explored like him going beyond Haddonfield. Again... Set it in Haddonfield, you or just go on the outskirts potentially. But I understand, like Haddonfield, you would be dope. Just it would be. Pieces. I would. I it would be pieces. It would I would be pieces. I'm totally. I'm again. I'm down for that. But where could they have gone potentially after this? Because spoiler alert, he opens his eyes at the end. And again, the coward that I was back the scene in the theater, I was like, <gasps> it's Michael Myers. He's gonna get me again. Again. Everybody gets to see his face all burn up except us. Except us, yeah. Even when they did, it's the mask, and the mask is burned up. It's Little, like, come on, It's man. kind of a bummer. It's come kind on, of a man. bummer. But, yeah, no, sadly... But where to go? I don't know. Like, after this, it's maybe you could take it where you follow Dangertainment to, like, okay, we're live here at Crystal Lake, you know, or something. Yeah, I'd like to maybe... I would assume maybe um, Buster Rhymes would have continued with the franchise. And, in fact, some people were mentioning that... He still could potentially make his way in. You know, you never know. But yeah. Well, and the fact that he's still alive and this really served no purpose. I mean, it really it's, didn't. It just set up, oh, he's still alive. Okay, the house well, you know is what? gone. But it didn't set up anything else. And I'm kind of glad because, like, the Cult of Thorns really didn't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And again. This is just another one of those dead end. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just another silly movie. Yeah. And at, at, at the end of the day, that's kind of what it is. But again, that's okay because. Five years later, we would get the reboot through the franchise with Rob Zombie's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Eventually, then we'd get another reboot with David Gordon Green's Halloween. Who knows at this point? Oh, oh! By the way, we were talking about on our Halloween Kills episode whether or not it's going to continue in the same night. Or I think I mentioned, what if it goes like five years later? Mm-hmm. You know what I read? Five years later. Four apparently. Hmm. Apparent maybe that's again, but kind of makes me curious to see how that would happen yeah and how that goes but are we going to get 10 years later are we going to get another reincarnation of halloween of michael myers or i'm sure we are i'm sure we're getting another remake michael myers is one of those tropes it's a slasher it's a guy going around killing babysitters for whatever reason all that depends on who's the cook in the kitchen with their herbs and spices right, right? so at, at some point in time it's going to get reboot i think we're always going to have a freddy you know, we're all, I'm sorry, we're always going to have a Michael. We might, we'll always have some sort of Jason, whether yep. it be legal or not. Exactly. You know, and I think we're coming around to all a different type of Freddy, you know, oh. coming up soon. Oh, so, boy. Yeah, and I, I don't know, and I, I think I'm falling in the camp where I think those things should stay in the 80s. I just think that they don't really reflect and work as well now. I don't know. Look, look at Halloween 2018. No, true. And again, I, I totally dig it. And I'll, and I'll and, take and it. And I'll go to yeah. the... And, yeah. I'm, and I go to bat for the remake of Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. No, no, you no. Know, no as absolutely. long as there's people stupidly doing stupid shit, like going out in the woods or spending the night in a known serial killer that's still out there's house. You know what I'm saying? Sure. When people deserve what they get... There always going to be a need for a killer. Well, in that case, uh, I guess we'll continually have them until the end of time at this point. And who knows um, when this will end? But you know, Ooh-ha, got <laughs> you all in check. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Trick or treat, motherfucker. So uh, this is closing out our look into Haddonfield. Now, um, our next episode is actually going to be our annual Halloween hangover episode, where mm-hmm. we're going to look back at all the films and event. 
and um, catastrophes that happen potentially. La 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 la. But if you dig uh, Halloween Resurrection, let us know. Uh, let us know what your favorite Halloween film is, and hopefully, all of you have a safe and happy Halloween, as that will be happening on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I know, Genius, you're not going to be handing out at this point. Oh, I'm going to be handing. Oh, I'm going to be hanging out candy. Awesome, awesome. I'm going to be doing my normal, you know. Not quite Buffy thing, but like uh, I take it easy. I yep. just watch some scary movies. I wait for any trick or treaters. Halloween is very important to me. That's the night uh, a lot of cool things happen. Magical things happen Magical on Halloween night. On Halloween. So until that time, this is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Ooh-ha. Uh-huh.